Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. So hello, this is the very first pop culture and fandom news for Jan- for 2024. And Carla from Bed, Wet, or Behead is joining me because we are also going to be, after this, we're going to take a break and then we'll be back for the very first Christian Effing Bayo Month episode. I'm very happy that we get to start Christian Effing Bayo Month with a very happy movie, Rescue Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) An uplifting tale. (laughs) And then he gets airlifted. Yeah. Yes, very warm and fuzzy feeling, you know, much like Newsies. <laughs> exactly like Newsies. I'm glad that you brought that up. And Newsies was the one that our listeners picked last year, and Rescue Dawn was the one they picked this year. So big fluctuation there. Yeah. Are you okay, listeners? <laughs> of course, I did. I think I put in the poll, like, I don't think there was a single happy movie I put in the poll. So, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, comedies and stuff. So I think we can be forgiven. You know, uh, you know, once again, please give this man a comedy. He is so <laughs> funny. He's so funny. So please just give him a comedy to do. I'm begging you, world. Please. But we're going to get into pop culture and fandom news instead of just talking about Christian Bale this whole time. Because that's soon. Yes. So Carla, I really can't wait to hear what one thing in fandom or pop culture that you're into right now. Okay. So because I am a really cool girl who is right on top of all of the hot trends, I started watching Black Mirror, a show that has been airing for 89 million years that I am just now (laughs) jumping in the bandwagon of. And I've heard for the longest time, oh, it's so great. You're going you're gonna to love it. It's totally right up your alley. And I've always been like, hmm, sounds cool. Never going to watch it, probably. And then for some reason that I can't even fathom, I decided um, over the, I don't know, last few weeks that I was going to start watching it, I got hooked. I'm in love. Like, almost every one of the, the episodes slash tiny movies has been really really fascinating to me um even the ones that are not necessarily great i still really enjoy because it's basically like um like ray bradbury's the illustrated man where they're all you know it's uh 
a collection of stories. So I really like the premise that it's a show and that has a cohesive thing that, you know, thread that, that goes through, through the whole thing, but it's still unique episode to episode. And I, I got stuck on the, I forget what it's, what it's called, like Bandersnatch, Crash Bandicoot. I don't remember what it, what it's called. It's the one where you, it's like, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing. So my TV, it, you have to have a particularly, you know, up-to-date, hip kind of TV. I don't have that. I have a very old TV. It's not smart. It is slightly above average intelligence, but not enough to be compatible with Crash Bandicoot Black Mirror episode. So I, I get stuck there. So now I'm waiting until I can get to a, um, a better TV and, and watch it so I can get, get caught up. And, and I'm really eager to watch it because I've heard not great things about that episode. So I want to know for myself whether it sucks or people suck. Could be both. Who knows? <laughs> Probably both. Would be my <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. You know, what's so funny about um, about Black Mirror is this is a show that I've watched a little bit of before. And this is totally like tailor made for me. And I cannot tell you why I have not watched this show. Like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know what's held me back. It's not that it doesn't appeal to me. I just, I don't know why. Cause it's, t it literally is tailor made for somebody like me. I do not yeah. get it. <laughs> no, I, that's the same thing. Like I didn't, I was just like, I, I'm never going to watch this. You know, it's like, ah, it's gone too long. And you know, I'm probably going to hate it anyway. There's no point. And then, Erin, I think what you need to do is just sit in front of Netflix for a while, and then it will just start playing just magically, and you'll be like, whoa, bro, what happened? <laughs> well, I have been doing that anyway for <laughs> my new podcast, so, you know. So. <laughs> See, there you go. The universe is telling you, now is the time. That was the time to watch Black Mirror. So, yes, I, I know. Maybe it's because it's the mirror part and I have a hard time saying that word. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. I'm just like, that's gotta I can't. Be it. I can't. <laughs> that's absolutely got to be it. There's no other reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what I'm into right now, and I, I am going to make a TikTok about this, a reaction about this, and I'll do it once this comes out. So. Last week, Susie came over and we watched Emerald Fresnel's new movie, Saltburn. And this is a movie that for months beforehand, you can watch it right now on Prime. Um, for months beforehand, I had seen so many TikToks of people like, I went to go see this because, you know, Jacob Alordi, the person who's like 10,000 feet tall. That sounds really, really tall, Aaron. <laughs> well, he's like six five but it's like Whoa. you watch him in a movie and he's got other people around at one point Susie, they were like um so is barry keoghan just really short or is I'm jacob morty's <laughs> like six foot five so because because barry is like six feet or something like that isn't he I, no but he looks like he's really short <laughs> next to jacob everybody does but so I was seeing on these TikToks because, you know, that's that's a person who like for the um, like Gen Z and stuff like that. And people that watched like Euphoria, even though he played a horrible person, like love him. And he's like 
like the big crush, like celebrity crush. Mm. And so they go to see him and then they have this like, oh my gosh, it's so shocking. And it, you know, it had like this, like, you know, they're just like these videos of them just like blank faces. Like, what the hell did I just watch? What the hell? (laughs) And so I was like, you know, horror, as everybody knows, is my favorite genre. So I'm like, this better be really bizarre and out there because every single TikTok video I've seen about this movie has been like, oh my gosh, you're not prepared for the bathtub scene, the graveyard scene, the vampire scene. That's all I'm going to tell everybody. I, I don't I don't think you should be spoiled for it unless you really want to, unless there are things that might really squick you and you want to be prepared for that. But so I so I watch it and I, I really lo- loved this movie. I want to say I really loved it. If we had if I had watched this before we did our best of, it would have cracked my top five. But I understand why people don't like this because people hate this movie. This movie is so divisive. Like people either really love it or really hate it, like hate it. And I get some of the complaints. Like I get that the ending, there's some issues with the ending. I get that. I get some of the other complaints. But these scenes, okay, they are shocking. Like, you know, like Susie and I, we were just kind of, to be honest, cracking up during them. But (laughs) also like, no, 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 we're not going to do that, are they? And then they do. Um, (laughs) Barry Keoghan, I want to know what's wrong with you because you came up with this scene and I want to know if there's something you need to talk to somebody about. Because I'll tell you, Carla, if if you see this, there was one that he, he kind of improvised. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but this the scenes weren't like scarring me, you know, scarring my psyche at all. It was mm-hmm. more like, I can't believe they did that. But I love this movie and it's entertaining and it's very much a dark comedy. It's so funny, but in a way where it's like, I cannot believe they just said that, especially Rosamund Pike, who I guess actually improvised a lot of her lines. She is hysterical. Yeah, she's so funny. And I um, really, really loved, oh my gosh, you know, how, how am I forgetting your name? So she was an promising young woman and I loved her performance. So not just Oh my God. Uh, Carrie? Carrie Mulligan. Ah, there we go. And she's in it and she has a, a and she's really funny too. And um, I, I, she's listed her character. This is how her character is credited. Poor dear Pamela. So poor dear Pamela. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean, I think this is very much a critique of wealth and the upper class, because if you don't know what this movie is about, and this is all I'm going to tell you because you really shouldn't know anything else. It's about uh, Barry's, Barry Keoghan's character in this is like goes to is in Harvard or not Harvard, Oxford, excuse me. And he's there um, like he's not from a rich, well-to-do family. His name is Oliver Quick, which is a very interesting name, in my opinion. And so he befriends and becomes infatuated with Felix, who is from this family who their estate is Saltburn, which is like a estate. It's like a castle, basically. And so they become friends and Felix invites him out to Saltburn to stay there. And then all this stuff happens. 
And it's just, it's, it's entertaining, but I totally get why people don't like it. But I will say, if you don't like the final couple of minutes in this, I don't understand that part because (laughs) aesthetically, all this stuff, it's a really, I love the final scene in this movie. And I do want to say, in case you're wondering, that's not a prosthetic. So cheers to you, Barry. Well, I was already (laughs) interested in watching it because you said that like, it's so, you know, people are so torn about it. I might have another reason now. Yeah. Just might. I'm not saying that that's the kind of person I am, but I am saying that that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> but again, that's on Prime and I had a lot of fun with it. And I'll probably do a, a TikTok about it because, um, and Susie, Susie and I were already talking about doing like themed watch parties <laughs> 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 with specific menu items. <laughs> I love that. Or those really out there scenes. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And let me know. I want to know everybody else's thoughts on it, especially on, and also your thoughts on the bathroom, the um, graveyard, and the vampire scene. I think of the three, the most disturbing is the graveyard scene. That was the most, like, no, this isn't really happening. Uh, you know, and then there's another scene in there that nobody talks about that is flipping hot as hell. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say what, what, what Susie, what they said, because that'll give away a lot of what the scene was about. But <laughs> anyway, so once again, that's on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about that movie. I was about to just talk for the rest of the time about Saltburn. I'm like, I could just do a whole episode on Saltburn. I was going to say, I mean, maybe maybe there should be an episode about Saltburn. I'm just throwing that out there. I know. I'm tempted to because this is one you could really talk about. And I'd love to just talk about the spoilers with those scenes, especially and why I think they really got to people. Yeah. And I've seen interesting discourse on TikTok, like someone saying, this movie was so made for uh, for women um, mm. because of certain things. And then, like, I don't know. And I also want to just say I love watching a movie written and directed by a woman that's like this, that's a little bit twisted, that's uh, really pushing the envelope, that's a little bit dark. I love that because I like to see women being given the opportunities to do stuff that is outside of, I think, society's comfort zone, not their mm-hmm. comfort zone, but society's comfort zone. And of course, she already did that with Promising Young Woman, but still, it was really nice to see that she could still do that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well now let's move on to one thing in pop culture or fandom that you're excited, upset, etc. about. I am excited about a lot of upcoming sequels. Not because I think they're going to be great, but because it'll give me something (laughs) to be angry about that isn't the state of the world. 
So that is something interesting for me. I am particularly excited to see how they ruin Beetlejuice for me for life by bringing it back. Now, mind you, they are bringing back Michael Keaton. You couldn't possibly do Beetlejuice without Michael Keaton in the first place. No. But they're also bringing back um, Catherine O'Hara. And Jenna Ortega is going to be in it as well. So that'll be interesting. But I, I just can't imagine it living up to the original. The original was just so phenomenal in its inventiveness and its kookiness and how just just wild fun it was. And I just, it's, it's so seldom that a, that a sequel really elevates the whole property. But I just, I especially cannot imagine it with Beetlejuice. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, you're just setting yourself up for the biggest fail of your life. Or maybe not. Maybe it'll be the best thing on the planet. I sincerely doubt it. But I'm very curious to see how they ruin my life for one evening. <laughs> I just, you know, like, I want to know more about this. I want to know more about this. And I also don't. Like, tell me everything, but tell me nothing. Because I am both interested and incredibly disinterested. I am at odds within myself over this movie that doesn't come out until... Uh, September 7th, apparently. So yeah, I have nine months to seeth about it and be happy to to seeth about it. Oh, so Jenna Ortega is playing the daughter of Winona, of Winona writers Lydia. So that'll be also interesting and also really pretty cool casting. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But yes, why would you do this? And also give it to me sooner. Why? But give it to me now. <laughs> Give it to me now so that I can determine already whether I hate it or love it. Please don't make me wait until September. <laughs> That's too long. Since I'm not sure how many times we've said it, we will have to cover that movie at some point. I'm just not sure how many times we've said that. I, I don't know why oh, we haven't. good point. Because I'm not, but I mean, I don't know why we haven't. So that movie was part of my personality when it was out. And I know a lot of people my age, it was their personality when the movie came out. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was a Beetlejuice girl. Oh, I said it again. Who knows how many times we've said it at this point. I think, you know, if, if he shows up in my house, unless he's bringing Lydia with him, I don't think I'll really care. I'll be like, you know what? Go sit with Christian. I was just going to say. For right now. Christian entertain him. <laughs> exactly. Like, go sit with Christian. I, I, I'm not interested right now. I can't do this right now. Beetle man. Beetle man. <laughs> I did want to see the stage version, though. I think I thought that would have been. See, no interest. Oh. No interest for me. No, because again, we're, you know, just anything that wasn't a musical that becomes a musical. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I think I'll pass. I just. I get it. I get it. Although I'm still someday I want to see the American Psycho musical just because I want to see how because that, <laughs> that is the thing and I really want to see how in the world they did this. But, you know, hey. Well, <laughs> what I'm into is I'm into the f I'm I'm into the fact, into the fact, but I'm so greatly amused by the fact that so many people are just shocked that Green Day is political. <laughs> And I know Green Day doesn't <laughs> like Trump. Are you kidding me? Like, and then, and you know, and then there was like a tweet where someone's like, "I, you know, I love punk, but let's keep politics out of this." I'm like, "Do you even know what punk music is?" <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, hello. <laughs> like, clearly not. It's been political since the beginning. The song American Idiot, when that was written, that was about George Bush. So it's not like they haven't always been political. And they, um, you know, sung another song like 2016 or 2017, where they took the words, I think it was of American Idiot, and also were... Um, it was a critique of Trump and they were putting down Trump. So it's not like this is a new thing. And if you really, really, I don't think people are shocked by this. I think it's they just can't stand it when it's not something they believe in. They just don't like it. They don't like a mirror being held up to their face, especially if it's a band that maybe for some reason they like, you know, um, because they did try to use Green Day's music. Uh, the Trump campaign did, and they instantly did a cease and desist because, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I, I'm sorry, but have you just, uh, uh, why do people get shocked by this? It just. I, I think it's like the, the thing where they want to call attention to themselves and they can't use the song, but they, they're like, imagine if we did use it. And then they do that and they get the cease and desist. So they still get the attention that they wanted. But um, but I, I just wanted to read a, a tweet to you, okay? <laughs> because um, it's by somebody called Evan, and it's at e s j e s j e s j. Sure. Um, and the tweet says, "Green Day went from hating conser- conservatives to still doing that," <laughs> and I feel like that just sums it up so perfectly. <laughs> still doing that. <laughs> Just, oh, God, they're being so consistent. I hate it. <laughs> they're being consistently themselves. Yes. <laughs> Who would have thunk? And it's like, um, you know, people still get shocked when they're like, Rage Against the Machine is political. When did they become political? Right. That's been their whole thing. It's That's- like, what do you think the machine is? <laughs> you know, it's not an egg beater. The washing machine. The washing machine. <laughs> Rage against that washing machine. <laughs> That's all it ever was. Yeah. I hate clean clothes. <laughs> Mommy can't make me do them. Rage. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous to me. I'm like, you know this. I think people really deeply know this. They just don't mm-hmm. want to face it. Because then yeah. if they really have to and they really have to look at what this music is really saying, they might actually have to look at themselves and see what maybe they have done wrong or maybe what part they're playing in certain things that are oppressing other people. That's really what it, I think, comes down to, too, is it's too confronting for people, so they can't handle that. And they'd want to just enjoy their music in peace. I mean, come on. I mean, music yeah. was has only just now been political. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, clearly, Aaron, I don't understand why people don't get it through their heads that the the woke left mafia has corrupted music beyond its original intent of only entertaining and not reflecting people's lives and struggles. Why? 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 Why have these um, weirdo liberal communist fascist uh musicistas decided to infect everything with their agenda uh, yeah it's so ridiculous it's it's just it just kills me every time this happens i'm like and plus like i've said a million times on here if you have that big of a platform 
I think it's great if you use it and I think you should use it to speak out on things. And especially music is so powerful when it comes to that. It can change things. It's Art can change things. Art has a lot of power. And so I love musicians that do that. Now, I'm not going to say poison is political because... <laughs> <laughs> Fred Michaels. This is the bandana. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think, you know... Like gasoline, you want to pump me and leave me when you get your fill. I don't think there's a lot of <laughs> meaning there. <laughs> I don't know, Brett. <laughs> don't you know, Erin? It's all about, it's really about how we sold ourselves to the oil conglomerates. And it's about how we've sold our, our, our souls to fill our gas tanks. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Only Brett Michaels was that. <laughs> well, I mean, we know from Rock of Love that he absolutely is. He is completely in love with each and every one of those women and listens to them with a sincere and open heart. Oh, yeah. There is definitely a body part of him that is very interested in these women. Yes. Every rose has its heart. And it's not his brain, it's his heart. <laughs> His heart's really south of his brain. <laughs> it's placed in an unusual spot, Aaron, okay? Like, poor guy. Give him a break. It's a medical condition. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brett Michaels. <laughs> Although, if people don't know this, if you haven't listened before, Brett Michaels has this weird, like, I do not like this person, but I will watch, like, I watched Rock of Love. I've watched it more than once. I've watched it more than twice. <laughs> there's some weird thing this guy has over me but i don't think he's attractive i don't like him i can't stand him but i love listening to poison <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like you know i don't know it's ear candy it is it's ear candy it's you know with no deep meaning <laughs> none no. except for the oil thing that's what Unskinny Bop was really about, huh? <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah, Brett, tell us the real meaning. Tell us the real meaning behind your songs. Yeah, We want to know what, 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 you know, like, what does every rose have a thorn really mean? Every, every Yeah, like, what is the deeper meaning behind it? <laughs> you know, his heart got broken, Carla. Well, I think, I think it, it, it's, it's his, it's his uh, take on the duplicitous nature of the ones you love and how uh, nobody can be trusted except those that you really trust. But then even beneath that, behind beauty, there must be scorn, just as the rose has a thorn. And he just didn't want to write all that and like be like all uncool to his fellow bandana hat man. So he was like, yeah, it's just about, it's just about girls, bro. It's fellow bandana hat man. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if people don't know, go to his TikTok and he has a TikTok where he does instructions on how to put that bandana on. It's hilarious. Oh my God. And he does it in the most, like, he's just most serious, most earnest way possible. And you're just like, this is a bandana. <laughs> but it's his bandana, damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, I thought it'd be fun for our final segment. And I'm stealing this. I will say I am stealing this idea from um, a podcast that I listen to called Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's an NPR podcast. I've listened to it for years. And they do this every year. And I thought, oh, this might be fun to do. They also do something which we should have done, which we might do next year. I love this one, too, because they play back and see how well they do. They do like pop culture predictions. And on the one they did this time, go listen to it. Um, Linda Holmes, she predicted she's like, there's going to be a big strike and these big upheaval in entertainment. She predicted all. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> she was like she that's the first time I've ever listened to them get it so completely right. So. Other ones, they predict stuff and you're like, oh, I wish that would have happened. But the other thing they do is they make pop culture resolutions. So I just thought this might be kind of fun. So, Carla, do you have any pop culture resolutions? I do, as a matter of fact, other than um, my resolution to laugh at every remake that comes out uh, and every sequel. My resolution for pop culture for this year is to watch more horror and particularly international horror because last year I watched a couple of really really great international horror movies and series that were really fascinating um there was one called the the conference it's a swedish movie it's a, it's it's a, it's a slasher just pure you know slash slash blood blood that was hilarious and also slashery and i really enjoyed it and i'm like oh my god i really need to you know, put on those subtitles and watch more of this stuff from not here. Yeah, like it, it really kind of stemmed from, you know, looking at something, the premise looks interesting. Why wouldn't I check it out just because it's in a different language? Who cares? You know, if I had had an attitude of not wanting to watch something just because it's in a different language, I would have missed out on watching Parasite when it first came out. You know, like there are so many great things that we're probably missing out on because we're scared of, oh, no, I won't understand what they're saying. Well, they wrote it out for you, so you'll be fine. You know, and some of them even dub it. If you're if that's your thing, you can also watch them that way. But yeah, like my my resolution this year is more international horror. Awesome. I can recommend some. And, you know, what's interesting about some international horror is like. I think a lot of them tend to push the envelope in a different way than we do and there's a lot more social commentary even though i think horror in general here will have that too you know i will say some um like french horror for instance is usually a lot more visceral <laughs> experience i will say don't for, for me personally i couldn't really handle it but a lot of people talk about the movie martyrs and if you watch that on DVD, and yes, this is a gimmick, but 
the director comes on beforehand and says, I don't know if I hate myself for making this, for having made this movie or like myself for having made this movie. I know it's kind of gimmicky to say that, but it's kind of true when you're watching, at least it was for me. It's very verges into torture porn area, but they're trying to do it a little bit better since it's, you know, I, I don't know. And then there's another one called Revenge. That's a horror. That's uh, a French horror movie. And that was directed by a woman, I believe. And that is one that is, there's a, there's sexual assault in it, but it's about, it's one of those where the woman is getting revenge on the people who, who assaulted her. Um, it's intense. It's, it was on Shudder. I don't know if it's still on Shudder. That's a really good one. I always recommend Audition. That's because um, I think Asian horror and Japanese horror especially is like so good. And, um, and so are, so is Korean horror is really good. Yeah. But yeah, Audition is uh, one of those that at least for me, I I couldn't watch it more than once. Um, and it's one of those that starts out almost like a romantic comedy and then it completely changes. And if all you have to say to people who've seen it is trash bag scene and, Mm. you know, it's, that one's really good, but that's another one that does deal with assault as well. So a lot of those do, but, and you can go and listen to our episode talking about um, Asian horror as well. And we have a lot of really good recommendations there because I think there are some really interesting subject matter that, that, um, that a lot of those horror films tackle. And a lot of those horror films do not have happy endings. That's the big thing. Yeah. That's, I love that resolution. That's great. Well, mine is, you know, it was hard for me to come up with one, honestly, because I was like, I really want to be able to watch more stuff just for fun and not for the podcast. And I've been trying to do that anyway, but it always ends up kind of seeping into the podcast when we do this or when we do other things. So maybe just what I'm trying to say with that is maybe just like digesting more pop culture and more art where I don't feel like I'm being, this is going to sound weird, but being tested or like it's a homework, which I'm not saying it feels necessarily like that right now, but sometimes it can. It can feel kind of like, I just want to sit here and just get lost in this and not be analyzing everything deeply, which isn't to say that I don't want my art to be something that makes me think or makes me feel. It's more, I want to be able to watch something just for the fun of watching it, if that makes sense. And that's hard for me to do now. It's, It's always hard for me to do that anyway, because I'm always like trying to analyze what I'm watching. It's easier to do that sometimes with silly horror movies. Like, I mean, when I was watching Slother House, I was not analyzing this movie. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I was just like, this is a gift to the world. And thank you for giving us this movie. I love that movie so much. So that was more like, oh, this is entertainment. This is fun. But I think also reading i'd like to get back into reading for fun because whenever i read now it's always for an interview which there's which i'm not complaining about that it's just i'd love to be able to do more reading for pleasure and i think getting back into fanfics has kind of been like that in a way but i'd like to go back to reading novels and stuff for fun and not just for interviews so more digesting pop culture for fun and not just 
for podcast prep or to always find a deeper meaning. I love that. Yeah, that that's a great resolution, especially for a podcast host. Yeah, and, and three podcasts. <laughs> oh, three. Three. Just three. Just three. Just three. <laughs> but yeah, so that's mine. So let us know if you have any pop culture resolutions or if you have any pop culture predictions too. I'd like to hear those too and we could share those and then if they come true, I'll give you credit for having, you know, thought of one. Really great. Like, let's put it out there. <laughs> this is the year that Christian Bale gets approached for John Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And he announces yes. it live on the podcast. Oh my God, I would love that. And then he, he's he's gonna want the song so he can sing it himself, of course. Yes. Oh man, yeah. Because it, it's gonna be a, a musical uh, autobiography, a la um, Rocket Man. So there you go. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So <laughs> let's put that out there. So thank you so much, Carla, for joining me on this spur of the minute live version. But thank you as always for joining me, especially this month since. I love Christian effing bail mud, so I'm so excited we get to kick that off. Yay! Um, I can't wait to see Christian again. Let's see how he's changed. Let's see how he's grown. <laughs> he's ageless, that's all I can say. But Carla, if you want to tell everybody who's listening and people who may be viewing this later on our YouTube channel where they can find you and your podcast, Bedwed or Behead, where we she did do a episode about Christian Bale. I was there. That's right. <laughs> yes, I am happy to tell you where you can find my amazing, wonderful podcast, Bed, Wet, or Behead, which I co-host with my with my bestie Meg. And you can find that wherever you find this podcast. If you're listening to this on a particular podcast uh, listening app or uh, something else listening app, you can find us there. The only place where you cannot find Bed, Bed, Wet, or Behead is at itsafandomthingpod.com. You can find us, though, on <laughs> bedwetorbeheadpod.com. So head there. Uh, you can also look for our our social media presence. On Twitter, we are at bedwetbeheadpod. On Instagram, we are at bed.wet.behead.pod. On TikTok, we are at bedwetbeheadpod. You can find me, my art, and my musings on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Carla Temis or my website, carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. And it's important that you move when you... <laughs> As you type it, it'll help you. It'll yeah. help you. Just do a little shimmy while you're typing it in. C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. <laughs> this is Erin. You can follow me and Fergie, but Fergie is hilarious. She's so funny. Um, she wasn't as into Saltburn as I thought she would be. There is a TikTok of, of a dog watching the final scene. When it's once you watch the final scene, watch this TikTok of the dog watching the final scene, and it's really entertaining. But uh, but she did fall asleep in my lap while watching. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, this is too tame for me. And she's like, this isn't crazy. What are you talking about? 
but you can follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram and threads at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandom thing pod.com. Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And in a few minutes, our live stream will start, but on Friday's episode, if you're listening to the podcast episode, it's Christian effing Bayo month at last. And we are kicking it off with li- the listener's choice, Rescue Dawn, the very light, fluffy movie, Rescue Dawn. <laughs> so, until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Goat guns are goat. Our miniature gun models will make you the center point of attention. Display them at your office desk, bookshelf, or man cave. Collect and customize goat guns to your own liking. Each goat gun model has intricate parts that snap together to assemble. Start your next hobby addiction at goatguns.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.